0: Hi there, and welcome to your GG Replay for Friday, November 5th, 2021. GG Replay is, of course, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast where we break down the latest in gaming news hosted by us, The Good Night Grooves, a place for games and a place for goofs. Matt, m- might I share with you something here? Remember, remember the 5th of November, oh. The Good Night Grooves Plot. Oh, I see no reason why the good night grooves should ever be forgot. Wow. The poem I wrote about, uh, about us.
1: That's an original
0: uh, poem. I think it's an original poem. Yeah. It's by uh, me, yeah. Paul Fox. I mean, Paul. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> better than a
0: uh better
1: than a soda fact on fridays i think
0: better than a soda fact on fridays uh which is great because we don't have one
1: we ran like out of them I, sorry but guys there's a there's actually turns out there's a limited amount of soda facts
0: yeah at a certain point you run into this <laughs> this scenario where it's all just about how much soda you could eat to like become overweight and like how much soda burns through a uh, truck
1: yeah no one like, wants I just those don't,
0: it's depressing i don't need to hear that on a friday i'm trying to have a lovely day here uh yeah i'm i'm of course paul um and uh i have matt here with me as always and we're we're here we have a packed show today jam-packed full of content full of reviews uh boy oh boy we have a lot to talk about so unless you have anything crazy to talk about matt i think we should get right into things
1: i don't i just want to say when you do bring up the depressing soda effects it's really hard to enjoy your brad's drink after that so yeah i, I like to not think about it and just uh, relax um, with my brad's drink I'm trying to
0: take a nice big gulp of Brad's drink. Uh, Of course, now for those uh, fools, uh, you know, who are living in the future, it's now a Pepsi, but it Mm. was once delicious Brad's drink. All right. Uh, Just a reminder to everyone out there before we get started today that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode, please send them to ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the YouTube comments below so we can address them in the next episode. Matt the reviews are in boy are they in there are so many reviews some of them good some of them bad the very uh wide margin uh of, of games here to talk about so let's start off with uh objectively the worst one <laughs> uh bloodshore this is a uh Fmv interactive movie good Lord got a 60 on open critic that is awfully generous I think it is out now matt what do you, what's your, what's your take on this? So, I mean, it's like a, it's like a live action movie, but it's kind of like a Bandersnatch style. If that's like, you know, something that, you know, the kids would understand We you live action movie and you can choose your own adventure as you go through it. What's your take on this? I think it obviously looks bad as my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just, it looks like a B movie and it's a B movie take on battle Royale, but it's like a, it's like a choose your own adventure battle Royale. So you're not actually, I don't know. It's very strange. It's trying to cash in on the Battle Royale thing. I don't know. I, I want to live in a future world where these FMV interactive movies are actually good, but we only seem to really get bad ones. So yeah. I, it's like a genre that could actually be interesting. Like, it
0: could be, yeah, but alas, I, I don't know, you could just make a game like that now and then it flows better and it and it costs yeah. way more, but for some reason people like that. Like, I don't know, you when you look at something like Detroit or something or, or one of these like David Cage games, I feel like you could just make that as a, an action movie and just... Uh, and just have it choose your own adventure because there's very little gameplay in a lot of these
1: david cage uh, would love for his games to actually be movies oh yeah <laughs> that is absolutely. very clear but, that that's what he really wishes but alas it's not
0: something they're working on because they have that like massive giant like studio where they where they do all that mocap and stuff so it's not something they're going to be uh, doing now they've, they've gone full in uh, to that move there. Uh but yeah, it looks uh, like something to, I said it looks like something of the Sega Genesis era. They had like night trap and all those things. They're really trying to uh you know, when the Sega CD came out, really trying to like go off of how they could have like full video moving at once and they had these kind of like live actiony looking things like like movies uh and then you could kind of like choose how the characters do things in the movie uh and they were bad then and I think they're bad now. There's just something uncanny about trying to choose your own adventure in a video uh in like a movie and usually the acting and everything else suffers uh due to the fact that it's not a dedicated clean story and probably the fact that this was a low budget money grab so there you go bud shore you know some people might like this it reminds me of those weird hookup games I have. Have you seen these? No. I've seen like Dunkey play them and stuff. There's like these. Or oh, is that games like the super
1: like... seducer or something like that? Yes, yes. Okay. And
0: you go around, and he goes around and he like hits on women and you have to like <laughs> press the buttons to choose what the answer what he's gonna stupid thing he's gonna say. Yeah. It's uh at least that's like a little more tongue in cheek than I feel like Blood Shore is, which I feel like takes itself way too seriously. All right. Let's move on a little bit, uh, talking about something I'm, I'm kind of excited for. Uh, Riders Republic got a 78 on Open Critic. It's out now as well. This is something that uh, I, I just realized there was like a free week, a free trial week right before it came out. And I realized on the day it came out and I missed the free trial week, which mm. is sad because I just I'm not going to drop full price for this game right now. I need to try it um it looks fun uh there's you know five different ways to move there's aerial stuff there's skiing there's snowboarding there's biking there's there's a lot going on um but you know i wrote here and i I still feel that way Feels a little like ubisofty to me just feels Mm -hmm. like a little janky like it's just a little plasticky there's something about like the designs all these like overuse these weird mascot costumes a lot of the characters yeah i didn't realize they were doing that yeah, I don't like that, and it's like yeah. every review shows like that. I'm sure you don't have to play with those, but like a lot of this thing too is like that makes it kind of fun. Is like this MMOE aspect where you like play these these races, these ski races with like 60 other people, and I just feel like so many of them are gonna be like giant giraffes and stuff that it's yeah. gonna drive me fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, I missed that uh, in the advertising yeah. for some reason. Yeah, but Same. yeah, in a, in the review I was watching, someone was like. Doing something snowboarding with a giraffe or something, and and on a yep. bike with a, an elephant—it was just weird. Yeah, the neck is like flopping all uh, over. Yeah, it looked like not it was not much as much as it
0: should be, not as much as it should be if it were an actual one. But of course, the physics on that would be very difficult.
1: Yeah, I don't know this game. I mean, it looks a bit janky, but I mean, I expected that when we first talked about this game. I I said it would, it would be really difficult to. Do a ton of different extreme sports and make them all feel right in one single game like that's an Im- that's pretty much an impossible task so the fact that it it if the game even feels somewhat good and is somewhat fun i think that's actually an achievement
0: <laughs> Yep, i totally get that and i saw like some games like i saw some of the reviews i watched a few different ones because i was trying to get a read on this and some of the sports definitely do feel better it sounds like the aerial stuff like seems like it has some janky controls a little bit more stiff Whereas when you play like, you know, the skiing and the biking, that that has some more clean controls, if that's something you're looking for, it's tough. I just, I I, I had a really good time with the SSX reboot that they did uh, for like right. the Xbox, uh, like, I want to say the Xbox 360 series kind of games. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. And I just found that, uh, you know, steep was kind of the closest thing to that, right. and that was too, a little too like realistic but still too arcadey to be realistic and then this is kind of like an an evolution of that um, but adding way more instead of trying to hone in on the snowboarding stuff and i just i don't really know what they're trying to do here but it looks like 78 you know obviously not bad so uh you know hopefully we'll get some good stuff after um you know after launch for this some some cool dlc maybe uh and this will go on some pretty crazy sales i'm sure oh yeah you could get for like five bucks like a year in so i'm sure uh this will be pretty cheap which is nice All right, moving on, Shin Megami Tensei V. Uh, Of course, JRPG, uh, his first uh, mainline uh, game in the series for quite a long time. This got an 86 on Open Critic. I think people have been waiting for this for a while. It will be out on November 12th looks good Uh, i wrote in the notes here not for me um but you know what it seems like a great entry in the series i think this is what a lot of people were looking for uh it doesn't seem like it reinvents the wheel but it it did a really good job it took a lot of like the stuff that people loved in this series and then brought it to next gen i mean as next gen as the switch can get but i mean like much more next gen like ps2 kind of stuff so i mean it's like is definitely bringing it into the into the modern era a bit or at least the 2010s uh I will say like I don't mind a good turn base or a good action combat, but good lord, listening to some reviewers explain how the combat worked and some of the cool quirks of it, I was like, Fu fuck, fuck off. It's like <laughs> if you do this, it's like if you press this, then your light shows up and depending on how many people then it changes your order and you can like and, and I just like and they were saying it like it's a positive thing, whereas I would rather just play I mean, I'm just not I'm not the right crowd for this, but uh I think a lot of people are excited.
1: My problem with Shimigama Tensei is that at this point it feels like a generic jrpg the environments the characters they all seem bland they all seem generic it's the same thing that you see in every jrpg that's why i think persona is so special because it is charming the characters are 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 charming uh, in and of themselves the environments are these this cool part of japan i, I just think persona has this charm that shimagami tensei i'm going to say charm uh, a few more times in this episode yeah yeah uh, charm. the the, the shimagami tensei don't worry Matt, i find it charming it <laughs> doesn't have or at least doesn't have any more at least in my opinion looking at this review it just it, it it's too much like like your average jrpg now i mean i mean they're all and, and maybe that's because they were a pioneer and everyone started to copy what they were doing yeah. but you know that's i guess the the trap that you run into when you have success early on
0: I agree. But what are you going to do? I think there are people out there who are looking for this. So here you go, nerds. All right, let's move on to something. Speaking of here you go, nerds, uh, it's another year, another football manager, and another 88. Uh, football manager, 2022. Sports sim, of course, uh, loosely used. I mean, it's a, it's a management sim, sort of, for for managing your sports game. Uh, man, oh, man, do people love this game. Got an idiot and open critic. It's out on Tuesday, November 9th. Uh, and it is Football Manager. It seems like they pretty much regularly give this good scores. If you're a big fan of, you know, um, soccer worldwide and you think you know enough, a little bit enough about how it works to run a team, this game is for you. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, here you go. Enjoy. And I have seen some people online say that, you know, if you're a big management sim fan too and you and you might be interested in this type of game, you know, you can learn soccer quick enough to understand what's happening. <laughs>
1: If I was into soccer, I would play the shit out of this game. I this, like if this were like basketball
0: manager 2022. Like holy shit, I feel like you'd be riding it out.
1: I I mean I do play like text based basketball management sims for like hundreds of hours, and even yeah. American football I play a good amount. Like there are these Steam games. I think they're called. I think it's by Draft Day Sports or something like that, and they put out these uh, annual. Bas- and like professional basketball college basketball college football nfl type games they don't have the licenses so you have to like people on the forums will do like edit files app. yeah so it, it's it's kind of cool but it is totally text-based and i mean football manager is the biggest budget game of its kind and so like if there were a basketball or american football version of that i'd be all over it and if i was if i like soccer i'd be all over this so yeah the people who are into this good for you
0: <laughs> you're lucky yeah Totally, I think it's a cool thing if you can get into it. If you know the tech, the terminology enough, and you're willing to play this type of game, really, really cool. Good for sports fans and nerds alike. I just looked at the draft day games, man. Those actually look pretty cool. There's like some neat little uh, UI stuff. The yeah, they're in depth. it's not bad it looks like fun if that's something you're into which uh yeah i am definitely not i kind of got i like fifa and stuff i decided maybe i'd take a look at football manager and i looked at the big green field where you stick people and try to figure out where they go and i was like yeah i like it but not enough that i know where anything is or (laughs) what the positions are called so uh this is probably not for me um but i will say something that is for me is coming up right here forza horizon 5 something for everyone i think got a 92 on open critic out on tuesday november 9th as well very very excited for this it's going to be a super tuesday for me uh not in the traditional u.s politics sense (laughs) i don't know why i said super tuesday um but pretty exciting uh you know just a reminder refresh i was actually just looking at uh forza horizon 4 and that also got a 92 so i'm looking it. so uh this is not like a new score for the forza horizon series they've been lauded for a while um but it looks awesome the the next gen graphics look really really good this is kind of our it's kind of like the forza horizon 2 uh of the new generation where it's kind of, you know, it's, it's on the old console, it's on the new console, and of course it's on yeah. PC as well. So it's kind of bridging those gaps. We haven't gone full in for like, maybe as high fidelity as we could get it. But honestly, I think they kind of have, it's just, they made it, they've gotten so good at scaling everything that they can kind of scale it back on the lower end hardware. It runs flawlessly on everything, 60 FPS if you need it to, 30 FPS if it, you know, if, that, if that's required as well, but it, it runs really, really well. Um, gameplay has been improved in slight little ways. I, I, as you can tell, I'm just, I'm really hyped for this game. I'm going to be playing way too much of it.
1: The Forza Horizon series is as almost as good as you can be at what they're trying to do. I mean, those games are so good. If you're into arcade racers, I mean, I I don't know. I guess it's an arcade racer, but I feel like they're like a half step between arcade and sim. It's not like full so. on arcade, but it's definitely not a sim racer. So
0: I think it's kind of like an arcade racer in gameplay with like the graphics of a, of a very realistic game. And then, you know, it's, I would say like the, the cars obviously feel more realistic than like a full arcade racer. Yeah, It doesn't feel as, but there's no, there's no punishment. So like you can't, you can't fuck up. You can't break your fender. You can't, whatever. That's true. The the actual, the
1: the racing doesn't feel to me as arcadey as like old burnout or need for speed games. No, Uh, but you're right it it, it, yeah the the like the mechanic where you can just rewind and and stuff that definitely makes it much more friendly to uh people like us
0: and your car can get totally trashed and like it
1: doesn't matter for the
0: actual like (laughs) right your your car will perform just as well as it did at the beginning of the race it'll just visually look trashed uh which is nice
1: this game looks Mm -hmm. so awesome i would play it if my game pass app was working (laughs) so we'll revisit that in the future
0: yeah, one day when they fix those bugs and we iron all that out, hopefully we'll see it on Forza Horizon Five. Like, uh, like I saw some people say online, it's just a game for everyone. It's just. It's got something for everyone. Even if you're not a car person, it's just got these beautiful vistas. They've added a cool new accessibility feature. They have a, they have a million accessibility features, including American sign language, which is coming oh. of the game too, is a subtitle feature, which is really, really cool. But also, um, they're adding, um, they added a tourist, uh, difficulty level where basically you're kind of always at the start of that. You're always kind of at the top of the race. And if you accidentally screw up and you miss something, they'll put you back. But then everyone else slows down for you to catch up. Oh, Obviously, not for people like us wow. who are like gamers. But like you know, if like a grandma wanted to play it for some reason, like or well, anything, like give it to a little kid or something, in, or a little kid yeah. exactly. This this is something for them to enjoy the feeling, and it and it gives you that feeling that you're winning, of course. But that's nice. It's nice to have that when you can't play it very well, right? So I think that's. Kind of a neat little feature, just again, more accessibility, right? It's always better to have more options than less. So, so
1: cool. the, the, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'm, I'm now I'm curious. The sign language feature, do they put like a little, like a video of a person in the corner of the game, or like, how does that? Oh, work? that I
0: don't know. I, I definitely have read a bit where people were saying, like, why don't subtitles suffice? But I guess like the languages obviously are different from sign language to English and oh, things like that, or whatever yeah. language they do have, like, different. Uh, I don't know, I'm just, not like trying to sign, I'm just move my hands. Emphatically. Um, but they are, um, you know, they have their own little idiosyncrasies right. and different things. There are different languages. And so some people just prefer, you know, some people were saying maybe it's something to do with, um, you know, the language center of your brain, like hearing it more when you're mm. like, when you're reading it in sign language, because it's like a native, like speaking language for you. Almost, I don't 100%, so you,
1: you can like skim yeah. it more because it's like you're hearing it
0: exactly right versus like or it has like it, it you know might push dialects or something mm-hmm. or just something that has more of a so i don't know 100 percent but uh kind of an interesting thing just because that's that's something i've never even considered yeah and i've already seen like some pushback not pushback but like you know some people online who are being like you know a bit ignorant to it and just being like why does this need to be in there and it's like there's why some not really interesting there's interesting things you can see online actually about why those are really uh cool features and just they're really killing it uh you know i think playground games here is killing it with accessibility but like all these Xbox studios in general are just killing it with accessibility. There's so many great things coming out of, the, of Microsoft right now. It's probably like the number one um standout thing that, that Xbox is doing that no one else is doing is like this like crazy
1: amount of accessibility. So I would argue cool. that they're following PlayStation's footsteps in that regard. In what way? PlayStation is definitely leading seen... the charge with what accessibility. The, what
0: about the controller? What about that giant the Xbox controller, that the accessibility that, controller that's that has fa- like the...
1: That is fantastic, but that's as, cool. as far as accessibility options within games. i really do think playstation has been leading that charge for the last three years maybe
0: really i would have said the opposite with with microsoft we should we'll dig into this later i'm very curious um all right we gotta keep going we're we're we're, (laughs) we have so much to talk about today call of duty vanguard call of duty 80 on open critic sure why not it's out now uh i i forgot it was even out now because i just didn't i mean i don't really buy most new call of duty games on launch but especially i don't know this one just really wasn't uh getting me excited matt uh you're someone who's kind of had a call of duty renaissance in the last year or two um you know what's your what's your take on this what's your take on the 80
1: seems like a fair score i mean call of yep. Duty's never gonna be bad like, it's always going to be solid. I mean, it's the still, gameplay is
0: so tight. Yeah. It's, it's just it a terrible
1: score. Yeah, exactly. I just personally, and I think a lot of people feel the same way, I'm just like kind of over World War II stuff. Like, I'm, I just, I get more enjoyment. Now that we have been exposed to good, and I'll use the Call of Duty title, modern warfare combat, yep. that is just, more interesting to me it's more relatable the weapons are more interesting i don't know it's just i'm kind of over world war ii it just seems like a it's it seems like they're limiting themselves which is weird i understand that it's always going to be i mean it is the biggest conflict in the history of our world so it's always going to be a stage for these sort of games i just there's only so much meat you can get out of it. You can only squeeze yep. so much out of that orange. And there, you're going to eventually, the stories are going to start feeling the same. The environments are always going to be the same because yeah. that's just how it works. The guns are going to be the same. There's only so much you can do. And just kind of over it, at least right now. I just don't care to, to revisit that at all right now.
0: Well, Matt, you might say that there's only so much you can do with it. Well, you know what? They're proving you wrong because here they come with Call of Duty Vanguard, where the entire story is that you uh, that you are the first special forces team that is like organically come out of World War II in the midst of it uh this is interesting but also weird i like the basis of it uh, but also things like where you go back and see initially why someone was such a hero and what brought them to the forefront like doing all these flashbacks to the characters which seems to be a big thing in the campaign kind of seems annoying um but also you know okay but i i'm sure you've seen this map but a lot of like the gameplay for the campaign is a little goofy a lot of the story stuff um very like and i'll take this i think i got this from the noisy pixel review but i saw this very similar ideas in all of them very expendables very much uh you know that it's kind of tongue-in-cheek like we're the most we can kill hundreds of people and not you know bat an eyelash <laughs> kind of kind of funky um but you know uh it is what it is uh, i think that's kind of their try their attempt at putting a different spin on world war ii and taking that more special focused special forces kind of thing so that, that's something they tried.
1: Well, shout out um, to noisy pixel for getting an advanced copy of uh call of duty Vanguard for your review. I thought, I thought Activision so reach out.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or Activision will reach out either way. Uh, I would love to just don't
1: listen to, to do some right, of our yeah. podcasts.
0: Yeah. Don't listen to some of them. Just listen to the replay. Uh, all right not to you out there in the world though you should listen to all of it um yeah multiplayer looks good looks fun zombies look cool i saw like mixed stuff where like the zombies uh gameplay loop looked cooler it almost reminded me of like um like a roguelite or something because you like go Mm. through and you have like very specific uh tasks and then you pick them and then you go through a portal into that bit you don't like seem to build up every time in that same way but i just got this vibe where you like go to a, a like a zombies has kind of
1: always been a little bit like that
0: yeah but the big negative i saw which has been a big news thing is like the zombies like story and all the puzzle aspects and all the kind of like interesting intricate you know little frame of it isn't going to come out till the first big content patch so come on like till the battle season starts so basically at this point if you want to play zombies they've streamlined it and made the gameplay more fun but on the flip side there's none of like the fun mystique that actually makes you want to go in and play you're just kind of grinding through the hordes so you know mixed but anyway that's it we can talk about call of duty till we're blue in the face but it looks like a fun call of duty if you're interested and you buy call of duty every year buy it if you're not gonna buy one every year maybe wait for the next one because the next one's probably gonna be a doozy um let's see if they can get that modern warfare 2019 lightning in a bottle one more time a doozy
1: because it's modern warfare
0: doozy You know what's ridiculous? uh, When they made Modern Warfare and then they made Modern Warfare again and now they're going to make Modern Warfare 2 again presumably. Is this the third Modern
1: Warfare 2? Uh,
0: I think there's only been one other time they did that. Oh, okay. Like in the the uh, mid-2000s. All right. Let's get into the actual stories for today. First off, we're starting with Riot Games because we have some big Riot news and that is that League of Legends. So, but Sorry, let me but just to preface. Just, we're going backwards because remember, just if you listen to Wednesday's replay. Uh, you know, the, the Runeterra games, that's League of Legends and everything that kind of has that IP to it, has um, now got 180 million active users in the last month, right? And that's to say that's more than Steam, which is 120 million active users. Well, now get ready to blow that out of the water because Riot Games is bringing League of Legends, Valorant, and more of their games to the Epic Game Store. And they're already there. If you go to the Epic Game Store right now, you can download League of Legends, play for free. You can download Valorant, play for free.
1: This is this is big, yeah this is a big deal this is this is big I think this is bigger for future games that come out of riot I don't think that this is as big for the current games people who play League of Legends are just going to keep playing on their the riot launcher, which I assume if you play through epic games where it still opens up the the riot launcher
0: I don't know that so I was wondering that myself because I saw it uh, today and I thought you know the riot launcher uh, as as of as of late has actually gotten really confusing and bogged down It's oh. like much more of a big launcher. It used to kind of just be league and then you could play something else, but now they have Valorant and they have all these different right. games. You can kind of open up and it's gotten kind of like very much like a full on launcher, which I'm not loving like the blizzard. Uh, I was actually, yes. And I was, but like a little more like, Really takes your your shit over on your computer. Oh, okay. Just from my experience. And I really feel like when I saw it on Epic Game Store, I thought maybe if I get it on Epic Game Store, I won't have to deal with the launcher anymore, which would be kind of a nice thought, maybe. I mean, I'm dealing with Epic's launcher, so I don't know. Maybe. I
1: just, I feel like it's still just not even going to download and it's just going to open the League of Legends launcher. That's what Genshin Impact does. It doesn't actually download anything, it just downloads the launcher. Uh, So then.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're right that at this point, it's pretty hard to imagine they're going to get more new league players. There's, I can't imagine that many people who are on the Epic game store all the time and never heard of league of legends, and then they see it and then they go, well, now it's there, I'm going to get it, man, eh, not league, you know, with how big it is. Maybe Valorant though. I think that's yeah, possible. That's possible. Some of these other things might grab more attention because they're on the Epic game store. Or, well, I don't know. I think ultimately more people have issues with Epic than they do with, uh, riot. So I think at this point, like the big issue wasn't that you don't want to have the riot launcher on your computer or something. So it's not like Genshin where a lot of people were more concerned about, you know, uh, downloading the launcher or whatever. So
1: like me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like you, Matt, Um, (laughs) Um, this
1: is, this could potentially be really big for Epic games, but it, it could also potentially just really not amount to much of anything. I, I just, I have a hard time seeing it because of the, the proprietary launcher. I have a hard time, seeing it bringing a ton of people to the epic game store just for this it's possible it's not going to hurt them but i wonder how much they had to fucking pay for this
0: well that's the thing i don't know why this would benefit epic in any real way but you know i i, I think it would uh i don't think it would really benefit riot that much but it probably costs someone a fucking ass ton of money i, I don't know how or where but I, i'm sure epic paid a lot of money for this and I don't really know for what purpose. Like, it's not again, like you're saying. I don't know why, as a consumer, I would really download Epic and go into their launcher um, if just for League of Legends, when it already right. exists in a different launcher, or a very popular. You know, you just download it on the website. That's it. Weird.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think this is one of those wait and see situations. We'll have to wait and see if it really does anything for either company. But yeah, yeah. someone paid a shit ton of money for this, and. I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs>
0: the, the wheels are in motion, right? I mean, this is like a, there's obviously like a reason behind this. There's been research done, I'm sure there's, there's something, well, maybe, uh, Well, Tencent's a big
1: part of both of them. We know that. Yeah. Right. Tencent owns all of Riot and they own not most, but a large yeah. chunk of Epic. A, a, yeah. A large chunk of Epic. So that. I I assume, you know, it's easy to bring the teams together through Tencent. So unless this is just, you know, Tim Sweeney still owns most of Epic. I think Tencent owns the rest. So I think it's a 51-49 situation.
0: Yeah, it's very similar to that,
1: yeah. So I don't know, maybe Tencent is trying to leverage Riot into being able to overtake Epic Games. I don't know
0: it'd be like a long shot here on advertising uh the new arcane uh netflix show boy oh boy <laughs> is that thing being advertised like fucking crazy i think it's in like times square wow. they have all these fucking ads they're gonna have uh i wrote this here arcane jinx uh skin for jinx is coming to right. Fortnite uh to just to promote this netflix show it actually looks like a really cool skin jinx is kind of a funny character to pick but obviously it's just like you know, a, a goofy Harley Quinn esque character is probably like a good fit for Fortnite. Um, but yeah, I they're they're going crazy for this. I almost wonder if they're doing this just to like make sure to get League in like more in the news cycle for this show because they are obsessed with this show taking off. So uh, let's hope it does well, I guess, for them. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. Let's talk about Elden Ring. We won't, won't uh, go on forever, but uh, there was a Elden Ring 19 minute uh, gameplay you know preview that we saw uh, on yeah, Thursday yesterday and it looked pretty cool here's the thing I I was excited for Elden Ring initially because uh, I thought it would be something a little bit different you know the RR Martin stuff uh now uh sorry it when it when they really showed the big trailer for it I went okay it's just more Dark Souls shit I saw this I said, okay, yeah, it's more Dark Souls shit, but it looks cooler in a yeah. lot of ways. It just, it just, it just a few little things. Here's the thing: I just, I wish they made a game like this in the Souls like that's really high budget, triple A like this that isn't so fucking dark fantasy. It mm-hmm. just bums me out. But like, listen, the jumping is a cool addition. It just makes it feel more realistic that there's not like a two foot wall that I can't get over. And it just makes it feel awkward and shuffly. The horses are cool. The magic horse you can summon and run around. It feels like there's more traversal. It feels more real that yeah. you could actually move around in this non like shuffly way. <laughs> I really have to say that. Um, and the magic looks really cool. The magic looks awesome. I saw a lot people comparing this and I feel similar that I got like a God of War magic vibe in terms of the visuals of it. Um yeah, and that that seemed like a cool, maybe viable way to play the game. I mean obviously there's a lot of weapon swapping, you imbue your weapons with magic a lot. I see really neat stuff the the visuals of that are awesome, um, but then, yeah, once again, just for me personally, I see the like the giant horrifying you know uh Mel del Toro style monsters, and I just kind of nope out because I just I don't think I can sit and play that kind of game. It's just not for me, but uh this this looks like the coolest one so far.
1: Yeah, this is open world Dark Souls 4. I mean, it is. that's what yeah. it is. And that's not... I'm not, like, knocking the game. That's just what yep. it is. And I think for fans of this game, this is going to be an amazing... Or for fans of the Souls games, this is going to be an amazing addition to that genre and yep. to the From Software lineup. Like, this game looks really good. It looks like it's not for me because I just am bad at games, <laughs> if yeah, we're being exactly. honest. So, but... I- if I were a fan of the Souls games, I would be incredibly hype right now. I will I'm gonna go out on a limb. I this is gonna be a over 95 on Open Critic. This game is gonna do so well you're just taking dark souls, which people already love and you're putting yep. it in an open world. And I do, I think it's going to work. I don't and a thoughtfully created open world. I yeah. think it's not going to like it, like a, a from software
0: open world, you know, it's, it's right, not going to be too like massive. just tossing, tossing it into this massive world and then like not really building it. They've spent a long time on this, making it perfect, making it
1: right. Yeah. This is going to be, this yeah. is going to be fantastic. I, I, I'm so excited for the people that uh, like these games. I will say during, the, <laughs> during the gameplay preview, um i don't know why but when when he got out the binoculars for the first time yeah. and it just like sort of there was like this janky animation was it like a, to was zoom it like in. a
0: spyglass or was it binoculars? yeah yeah clear, you're right yeah. it's more
1: like a telescope um, yeah when he brought it out and there was like this zoom in that was a little bit janky i i just like burst out laughing for some reason i don't know why it's actually a really cool mechanic it just seems kind of funny in a dark souls game i almost like i started imagining like If it were Far Cry, all of a sudden all these enemies would be marked uh, with with little icons above their heads and stuff. And I'm like, this is a Dark Souls game. So they're like, no, fuck you. We're not marking shit. We'll give you a telescope, uh, but we're not marking shit for you.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, too. I actually wasn't sure if that was a thing that was another Dark Souls game. So I saw it and I was like, do you normally have a, a spyglass in, in Dark Souls? Is that a <laughs> thing that you just pull it up? And I, I don't really know. Like, it was kind of a funny little thing. And then also they were showing, like, how many enemies there are. But then when the person went in, there were only, like, three of them. But I guess, obviously, you know, it's like a gameplay preview. But uh, anyway, yeah, it looks really good for those who are interested in it. Uh, it did actually make me kind of want to play a Dark Souls game. But then I kind of want to made me want to play Elden Ring, but then I thought uh, maybe I'll just go back and play like a like an old Dark Souls game for like really cheap. Uh and see if maybe I could get into it. Like I feel like that's a good testing of the waters for me before I go out and blow a bunch of money on Elden Ring.
1: So. <laughs> just wait for the uh Elden Ring uh D make in the future.
0: Yeah, perfect. I wanna play Bloodborne really bad, but I just don't really wanna like I'm worried it's gonna not run super well on my launch PS4. So. I
1: don't think you would like it. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think so. you would like it.
0: I'll take i'll take your word for it all right let's move on to something i definitely think i will like halo infinite's multiplayer battle battle pass plans revealed. battle pass punch. this report comes from ign first they have to just say it right in their name uh, this is their first so right off the bat first battle pass that's coming out is heroes of reach pretty excited for that they say you know we know a lot of, a lot of people love reach uh, and we had a little reach story beat in the in the campaign, and we want to, you know, this is probably, you know, this game is really isn't going to be all about reach very much. You know, that's kind of a story that's been told, and it's very cap, you know, it's very like, um, uh, what can I say, like a, a an insular kind of story. Like you can't, it, it all ended, everyone died. Spoiler alert. So uh, kind of, <laughs> so you know, kind of a Rogue One style thing um so yeah so so kind of kind of a cool thing to pay homage to that um they showed a sneak peek of the cosmetic items uh you know there's different helmet styles different body styles some some cool stuff like that a lot of the stuff i feel like you would have gotten you know previously from doing achievements or playing multiplayer and old school halo games uh, but now it's kind of coming in a battle pass which is interesting now they've also fully outlined the battle pass system so we got some information on this before um now we know you can only have one battle pass active at a time meaning the battle pass that you're playing right now is the one you're getting experience for as you play the game. Uh, you can switch it whenever you want to whichever active battle pass you want it to be. Um, so that's really, really cool. Um, it's not going to be the same as the ones they've had in the, the test flights, so don't take that to mean what it's going to look like. Um, every quarter, they say, of the battle pass will have a legendary cosmetic in it, which is pretty cool, so they are guaranteeing there's going to be some legendary gear that's supposed to be like character cannon related or something really, really cool like that or a special effect, like a visual thing. And also, um, this is a nice thing too. event rewards are separate from the battle pass. So I mean not you know a lot of a lot of popular games have that um, same feature, but it's good to just you know nip that in the bud and say that they're not going to you know have to have the battle pass or a certain battle pass to get an event reward. Uh, based on what's happening so pretty cool stuff uh you know i think it's really awesome we knew this already but it's just good to double down and say listen there's not going to be fomo here if you haven't played the battle pass you can go back and play it or you can just grind through all of them at once if you get the game in like a year or whatever this content isn't going anywhere uh just makes me more psyched for halo
1: infinite so that's sort of my question uh, regarding the fomo thing our battle pass is going to have like a three month window where you can purchase them or can I, you that, always that, go back in history and purchase old Battle Passes? That is what they're communicating. Okay, because that, that's they fantastic. They just exist. That's yeah. just how Battle Passes should work in every game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I can they understand this
0: content they spend all this time and money making content, and then they're i like right a lot of come like look at fortnite they're giving a, like that money is gone i right. I would go back and buy like three battle passes at once sometimes if I'm like on a playing streak and I want more skins right and they're just like kind of giving away they're like losing out on money here
1: at the very least you should make it so that sure if you want to have the fomo thing to sell more battle passes say like you 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 can buy the battle pass for the next two months and then that's your only window. If you buy it, you can always go back and activate it, but if you didn't buy it during that window, you missed out. I I would I would at least yeah. like I would understand that. But this Halo Infinite one, if you can just go back and buy any battle pass, that's fantastic. I wish that they all worked that way because that's consumer friendly and they're still going to sell a bunch of them.
0: It's a good move for them, and it's a good move for consumers. It's a good move for everyone. I mean, obviously, yeah, like FOMO stuff will, you know, get people to maybe buy a Battle Pass because they're worried they might miss out on it later. But also, uh, if they were really that interested in the first place, they'll just... Buy it eventually. I think a lot. Of, I think yeah. the amount of people that are going to go back and buy a battle pass is going to be big. Yeah, I want we'll I mean, to see. But I, I think anyone coming to the game after a game comes out and then seeing there's a battle pass that used to exist are now there's like whole new avenue of money coming in. Exactly um, from late late adopters.
1: People who just joined the game, like a year in, instead mm-hmm. of buying, instead of me saying, okay, well I join, I'm going to buy the battle pass. Now they can join and they can buy the last four battle passes.
0: And like, you're gonna get a lot less people too who are like complaining because they're like this battle pass sucked this season or whatever but i feel like i had to get it because I didn't want to lose out on it and blah 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 blah. whereas like now it's gonna be like yeah whatever maybe this battle pass sucked but you know i i didn't have to get it uh to get the next one i don't know there's there's a whole thing i can go back and finish the one i was already on there, there's just a lot more flexibility it's just like you know content they're giving you access to and you can kind of do it whenever you want this just happens to be the newest one
1: yeah, it, it's smart. I, I'm curious to see what, smart. how they fully flesh out the battle passes because, being that it is Halo, you don't want them to get necessarily as crazy as some things do, like yeah. Fortnite with with all yeah. the dances and all that kind of stuff. So you don't want to see Kratos in uh, Halo Infinite. No, nah, I don't need to see Kratos in Halo Infinite. Um, <laughs> but I, you, <laughs> I think they can. They'll just have to think differently. They'll have to think outside of the box.
0: I agree, but uh, pretty excited. Uh, Just just more hype for this game. Getting better all the time. All right, let's move on. Talking about... This is an interesting story. Publisher Rogue Games and developer Blooper Team, God, they are busy, announced a partnership for an unannounced console and PC game. Now we're not gonna harp on this forever, but kind of an interesting little tidbit I just caught here. Uh, here's a quote from Rogue Games. We've admired Bloober Team's uh, dark and gorgeous games for years, so we knew right away they were the only team to do this crazy cool concept justice. Today is not the day, unforgettable. Original kick-ass games take time and care to make, but we can't wait to fully announce details on this project at a later date. So, I mean, right off the bat, um, that's it. Bro- Bloober Games, Bloober Team has some kind of... They're already working on some other stuff. They just finished Medium, uh, and now they're you're pegged here to do this unannounced game with a crazy cool concept for Rogue Games.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean... Cool. I don't know. I don't think... Uh rogue games has an amazing portfolio so that's
0: kind of what i i found i had trouble finding anything of note that they really had going on so yeah crazy crazy cool to them maybe it doesn't mean as much as it does to everyone else
1: i'm looking at their lineup right now and i mean the only thing i've maybe heard of is wipeout rush i mean there's not a lot going on here so you know what what Rogue Games is calling unforgettable, original, and kickass is maybe a different definition than other publishers. So,
0: I... also kick kickass is a bit of a dated term. Guys. Right. Like it's not like no one can say kick-ass, but like I feel like it's not 2005. So like describing your game as kickass is a little right. uh, little out of vogue.
1: But you're right. Bloober uh, Team is yeah. is busy. So hopefully they can uh, take care of all these things at once.
0: I feel like they have a lot of heat on them right now, so I think it's kind of fun, like, in a good way. Like, there's a lot of of, of positive kind of energy on Bluebird Team after Medium, and then there's a Silent Hill rumor still going around, and there's some other stuff. Um, so I think looking at that, it kind of makes you wonder, like, maybe this game does have something to it, just because it feels weird that they choose to work with, a like, a publisher that doesn't have a lot of games unless they're here to, like, you know, make a real standout. It seems like a waste of, like, you know, their team. So...
1: Yeah, this seems like... Cool. This this feels like a bigger get for Rogue Games than it does for yes, Bloober that's, Team.
0: That's kind of what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know why Bloober would work with Rogue Games unless maybe this is a really great idea. And like, you know they have to give Credence to Rogue and Rogue's going to give them a bunch of money they somehow got to make it. And it's going to be something cool. I don't know. Maybe it'll be kind of like a cool, in like not indie, but like, you know, definitely something that's a little more stripped down than the games that Bloopers has been making lately, um, but still kind of like an interesting take on something, an interesting concept, like they say. Again, we won't, we'll, oh, that's it. We won't, we won't go on and on guessing, but uh, it is cool, you know, see more interesting scary games come out. We'll have to see if it's uh, a clunker or something good. Um, Speaking of cool indie games, Devolver Digital uh, was in the news a lot this week. Uh, Here's the big story that they have acquired Dodge Roll, the developer behind Enter the Gungeon, Nereal, who made Reigns and Card Shark, and Firefly Studios, who made the Stronghold series. My goodness. And this comes after Devolver Digital launching an IPO this week on the London Stock Exchange, and they are valued at $950 million. This is a good week for Devolver Digital. Uh, You know, that's a great valuation for an indie dev. I mean, they've been, you know, making great games combined with doing great marketing and having great presences everywhere. Um, I mean, they really, I think, deserve to be, um doing well a couple questions that might come into you know thing here i mean obviously i'd say these are great acquisitions i've i've personally played gungeon and and reigns and and both are great games and i mean are well received a lot of these games are well received Um, it's cool to see them doing acquisitions especially because not long ago people were asking if devolver digital might get (laughs) acquired and now they're doing the acquiring Um, but you know as in what's the level of like indie right Where, where you know they make these like stripped down tiny games but now they have shareholders Um, you know is this meme stuff that they do that they've been known so well for making memey weird products gonna go away i mean that's obviously what the shareholders might want to happen like i mean they might want them to continue while they're doing it because that's that's how they made money but also once you start kind of having people with their hands in the pot yeah they might want to do something safer
1: yeah these are good pickups for devolver digital and i do hope that they don't change their approach to things because it is refreshing and it is different in in the the gaming sphere. I think they've cut out a really neat little niche for themselves. And it's sort of it's just so different from other publishers. Like they they really do some interesting unique things. They try some trends at times like with Fall Guys, but they also yep. do really unique and original things. I think one thing that was really cool that they did was they had like a, a playable E3 conference that I remember being a crazy thing. Yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It's just really neat. And I, and you're right. I I hope that this IPO doesn't change things for them. I don't think it will, because I think that this is who they are. And I think that you're right. This is what The current devolver digital is what the shareholders should want to buy into
0: yeah because that's what's made them the money that's what's made them successful people want this disruptive gaming company to come out and i think uh if they if anyone doesn't want that don't buy into devolver digital go buy any of the other uh you know go buy stock into any other kind of company any other gaming company you'll probably get what you want
1: like devolver is never going to be ubisoft square enix whatever but i don't think that they want to be and i don't think they need to be i think they're happy doing what they do
0: yeah, I, I think they've they've really nailed uh, this this idea of like being a huge, you know, almost billion dollar valued company, um, but within that still continuing to make indie darlings and stuff yeah. like that, which is cool. I think it's cool to have like a big dev, or a big publisher, sorry, who makes those kinds of games and makes a ton of money off of it. That's that's cool to see that at scale. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll see more acquisitions from them from like other small devs and, and indie games, and yeah, cool to see. It's an interesting take on things. All right, a few quick hitters before we get out of here. A few little quick stories. First off, Nintendo teased their next gaming system uh, today, but it won't release until 20XX. Uh, Nintendo had a presentation today uh, with some shareholders, I think, and they showed an image of a question mark uh, as they showed DS and Wii, and they showed Wii U, and they showed Switch, and then they showed question mark next console coming out 20XX. Uh so we know that the next Nintendo console will come out before twenty ninety-nine is finished. Oh. Uh and that's about it. So Nintendo decided they would uh just troll everyone and uh successfully they uh they did.
1: I think the next Nintendo console is gonna be shaped like a question mark, actually.
0: Uh th- honestly that's not the weirdest fucking thing that Nintendo's done so far. I think that that's about on par with their normal stuff. Uh now, but that's not all Nintendo is in the news for today because actually uh Nintendo has announced a few uh big uh big things they're trying to invest in for the future. One of them is stuff like uh like non-gaming stuff, the movie stuff, some more stuff like the Mario movie. Right. Um they're looking to put a few hundred million in that. They're talking about putting some more money into like a framework for game development, stuff like that. Um, but the big kind of interesting thing is they're saying they want to invest large sums in online infrastructure, which is kind of interesting. Nintendo they they listed an area for Nintendo accounts and infrastructure. Uh, they said they want to expand relationship with consumers, uh, and they're willing to uh, invest up to 300 billion yen, which would be about 2.64 billion US dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a big amount of money. Uh, overall, they're talking about almost $4 billion of investment um, in all these different projects. But yeah, 2.5 billion or in and around um, on their online and account infrastructure is pretty big deal. I mean, like, I, let's hope they don't fuck it up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's all the uh, extra money from the new expansion to the uh, Nintendo Online. That's the Nintendo yeah, Online Plus. Money
0: yeah, it's probably the amount of money they're counting on making from NSO Plus. Yeah. Uh, and, and well, it's probably uh, just a fraction of how much they're probably fucking expecting to make on NSO Plus from all the people who are just going to buy it because they know they are, because it's, it's got Nintendo written on it. uh So yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get voice chat. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on here. Uh, PC port of God of War 2018 will also support AMD super sampling technology, Fidelity FX super resolution FSR. Just a little quick thing because they already mentioned they're going to support DLSS and NVIDIA technology to super sample. We're also getting uh, AMD super sampling on there too. So this is going to be just something that's really, really well optimized. Uh, it's going to dynamic scale and do everything you want it to do on uh, any sort of PC stuff. So really cool to have AMD on board as well. Always a good little thing. And finally just a hilarious little thing to end on. I was going to end on some Nintendo stuff that I but I moved it up so now I'm going to end on I didn't want to end on such a sad note. <laughs> eFootball 2022 uh, has delayed their uh, their full launch here, their 1.0.0 update to spring 2022. Uh, it was originally going to come out far before 2022, as most sports things tend to, but not anymore. Uh, this previously was supposed to come out on November 11th. Uh, so <laughs> quite the delay. And an already delayed fix to a game with a failed launch um, you know they they know what's up here uh they they know what they're doing I mean, I'm sure like in, in terms of like I guess just being shitty <laughs> uh this game came out had a massive issue with its launch uh the game was had a lot of bugs, a lot of issues it was it was clearly unfinished they were gonna you know release a fix on November eleventh now it's late to spring twenty twenty two and November eleventh is only six days away, so they gave us that you know news just a week before less than a week before they were going to initially do it so uh to any out there who are looking for uh a, a different game for uh, your football experience. I don't know if you're really out there. I saw another funny article today about how like 2K was looking to try to buy the FIFA license yeah. instead of EA and I was like f- good luck. Like yeah. good luck because like at this point like EA has every other, you know, they have all the players names, they have the teams, they have the likenesses. Uh you can try to take like look what happened when uh you know with eFootball. Good luck trying to make another soccer game because, like, honestly, it seems like it's a tough game out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. F's in the chat for eFootball, boys. F's in, F's the, in chat. the chat for
0: eFootball. PES decided to change their name and everything else about themselves, and they they fucking dumped the entire uh, IP in the dumpster with it.
1: I like to think, yeah. like, the pitch meeting was like, what if we just made our game bad and free? Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Bad> <laughs> like, and that free. was it. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we're actually not close to finishing. And they're like, well, why don't we just finish, release it unfinished? Oh, <laughs> right. well, like in a couple months, we'll release a patch to fix it? Yeah, or like a couple years or something. Right. We'll just, whenever like, we we'll get to get, it. Get, yeah, whenever we get to it. Uh, yeah, bad and free is kind of funny too because like it, it doesn't even make any money. Like at least if it costs <laughs> right. money and was bad, people might like get duped into buying it. But like bad and free is bad for them. It's bad for the consumers. Right. bad for everyone.
1: Right.
0: Uh, all right. Well, you know what? That ends our, our GG replay today. It was a bit of a long one but we just had so many interesting things to talk about i hope you stuck around if you did stick around if you can stick around for another 30 seconds because i have a couple things to remind you of first off you've if you enjoy gg replay and all of our content on goodnightgrooves.com like the Game Grooves podcast and the blog and you're feeling super generous take a look at our patreon over at patreon.com slash goodnightgrooves if any of our three current support tiers might interest you, the $3 plus tier will get you early access to our weekly podcast game groups. So you'll be listening to it right now, cruising into the weekend. As soon as you finish GG Replay, you say, gosh, I'd listen, like to listen to more Matt and Paul. Well, you know what, you can if you're a patron. Otherwise, you're waiting till Sunday. And, you know, we had some good stuff in the show today. So you really, you want to hear it earlier. Uh, also, if you're listening to this on a podcast app, chances are you probably are. Uh, if you can open up your phone or your computer really quick and just go ahead, and uh, don't open up your computer with a screwdriver. I mean just the, just the, the UI of it. Uh, and if you can just go ahead and give us a five star rating or a thumbs up or a like, Matt, it's it's serious business. You know, you don't you at least want to like discharge yourself yes. of static sure. of static because I don't want to be liable for this. Um, any and all support is greatly appreciated and we'll go a long way in improving all of what we do here at Goodnight Grooves. Matt, do you have anything else to say before we cruise on into the
1: weekend? I've actually just been added to the Epic Game Store. So you can get me on there. I do have my own separate launcher though. So you can't really download my full, all six gigabytes on the uh, Epic Game Store. Six? Six, six gigabytes.
0: Six, six gigabytes. Yep. 6.4. 6.4 gigabytes. 6.4.
1: Like the height for every uh inch of my finger
0: all right that about does it here for your uh this gg replay for friday november 5th 2021 uh i am uh i'm gonna go work on downloading that's uh 6.4 gigabytes and uh hopefully that'll be finished uh by by monday when we see you again here good night Grooves.